Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we are going to finish up our 20 list, 2020 list. (laughs) Yeah, our 2020 (laughs) tops is what I call them. But I almost said top ten, but it's not top. It's it is t- it's what the didn't top make ten it. bad movies or the top ten movies <laughs> that almost made it. It's just a different type of top ten. <laughs> and I feel like the ones that barely made it are somewhat more interesting because it's like why? Yeah, yeah, I'm me too. Of, so I'm excited about. So this. let's start those. Um, I, I think we'll just go through. There's, I don't have these in any particular order. Do you? No, no, you not do. these. No. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> if we have the same one, we can go. I'll just go start from the top, and then we can trade off. So my the one I have at the top of my list is The Hunt. And The Hunt was actually a really good movie. It just really wasn't a horror movie. It was horror, I, I guess. I mean, it just, it didn't, it was a good movie. And it had a lot of good commentary in it, but I didn't really feel like it was like a horror movie. And so when I go to pick top ten horror movies of the year, it didn't really kind of fit. But it is like probably one of my top ten favorite movies of last year. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a handful of the ones that are in my honorable mentions are there because I just really couldn't quantify or qualify them as as horror. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Yeah, that one was on my list as well. And I'd probably say if I was looking at, um, like, I, I have my, my top ten list right above my honorable mentions here. And I can already see a couple that I would have removed for the for Hunt, for the hunt if I, if I uh, wasn't trying to be stricter towards what's purely horror yeah your list is way more like of an actual reviewer's good list than mine was so i don't know about that <laughs> i bet you a lot of people would have not would not have um put wolf of snow hollow on their review on the top 10 list i mean i don't know it's controversial <laughs> that's usually what makes top 10 lists right anyway what was your first one or what's one of yours uh, one of mine was Bloodthirsty. Um, that totally was on my honorable mention. I can't believe I forgot about this. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, it was. It, it was really fun. It was really. Um, it, it had a very like unique uh, take, a unique spin on the werewolf um, genre, and it, it. I really did enjoy it, but I there was just not quite enough to where I would probably watch it more than one more time. And I do put value in that in rewatchability. I re- I love rewatching movies, and this one I just didn't have a lot on there. Like it was kind of the it was it was a movie I would definitely be like, oh man, you guys haven't seen this. We need to watch this, and then that would be it. I wouldn't recommend it constantly. I would just recommend it once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like to I mean, one in the same to, boat. To like, watch I would with. say that that's how I treat Vivarium, and that's one of my least favorite movies. Is like I want people to see it so they can suffer with me, and so like I can see where you're like <laughs> putting value in rewatchability there because. There's one thing to watch a movie because people haven't seen it, and there's another thing to watch a movie because you can watch it again and enjoy it again, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. Bloodthirsty, you're right, does... It's like, it's very good the first time you watch it, and then the second time you watch it, I imagine it's not nearly as entertaining. And that... Because I could watch like Hereditary like probably once every few months and still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Exactly. Um, my next one is Come Play. Uh, I thought Come Play was basically the platonic form of f- 
best, like, imaginary friend movies. It was great. Like, I just couldn't get over its goofy, randomly placed kind of preachy message about people spending too much time on their technology. And, like, that didn't kill it. It just thought that was annoying. And if you're going to make me make a top ten list, I'm going to have to hold things like that accountable. You know, like... uh, But it was definitely (laughs) worth seeing. Like, I think it was a really good movie from last year. I just feel like I had to make a cut, and that was one of them that made it because of the preachiness. How was, like... How are, like, um... How was, like, the creature design and stuff like that? Like, and, and, like, the effects work? I thought that was the best part. Like, I thought... The movie's great. Like... If you if you were thinking about going to see it, you should see it. And the way the creature is done is is really good. I mean, it's kind of there's like a there's a pretty decent hefty CG element to it, but there's like it kind of makes sense why not really it it kind of didn't pull from it because of the way the monster was manifesting and things like that. But it was kind of creepy. Like a lot of the scenes were like like a like baby's first uh, invisible man creepy where like you can't see it unless you're using that like the application or technology and so like there's scenes where you see kind of creepy stuff happen and then all of a sudden something stops blowing in the wind in the middle of the air and you're like oh shit (laughs) so i don't know i think it was pretty cool (laughs) um you probably have to watch it yourself to get a good idea of the creature though because i i think there was like almost no practical effects at all and that might be a detriment okay yeah, it um in this day and age I've kind of had to like move on from uh you know heavy practical effects work yeah. being used. So that's not a it's not a make or break for me. But I feel like practical effects more more so is like if you're using a lot of it, then that's a huge plus, but I don't necessarily hold it against you if you're not. Um, sure. so yeah, I'd still be willing to see it. You should. Uh, it, um, yeah. yeah, I I mean I really wanted to. It was just hard to get to. It was like everything <laughs> we wanted from X. Is that X, right? Z. Yeah. Everything Z. we wanted from Z. Z. But, like, that didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't stay invisible the whole time, which was nice. Yeah, and it was actually, there was actually <laughs> a monster. Like, it, and it, it they show yeah. it at some certain points, and what happens is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Um, my next one is, uh, that I have on here is The Columnist. Um, it was actually one of my favorites, um, from Telluride. I, I really enjoyed it a lot, um. I, I keep telling people how how many layers it had to like the message that it was delivering mm-hmm. and how it it didn't leave anybody innocent and like everybody's you know responsible for what they're doing and how they treat other people and like I loved everything about it but it just quite it just there it was still even on a horror spectrum where it probably still lands is definitely on the mild side um, it's definitely more of like a dark dramedy. Yeah, it's um, it's like a serial me? killer is in it, but it's not really. They don't really. F- they focus on the kills, but it's not enough to make it into like a full fledged horror movie. I guess you know. Yeah. But yeah. definitely, I think dark yeah, comedy it, it, is like the perfect way to describe it. Because there's some funny shit in that yeah. movie. Oh yeah, it's great, and, and like I I highly recommend it. Uh, I know that there are people out there that and you know it teach their own. Um, I'm like this sometimes. Uh, you don't like subtitles. Uh, it is subtitles. Um, so know that before going in. And there is a lot of talking because it is a lot about like social media and mm-hmm. um, like interactions with these with all these people and the character dynamics. So know that going in, you're going to be reading a lot of subtitles, but it's worth it. It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, generally, I think people don't have as many issues with subtitles as I do. But if you do, I, I even liked it as a subtitle naysayer. 
I feel like that yeah. one also <laughs> competed with Come Play and um, Spree with regard to its commentary on the social milieu or whatever fancy words you want to use. And like you kind of, I kind of had to choose one, and for me, Spree was the one I, I chose. Um, yep, same here. <laughs> yeah, I think it kept pace a little bit better and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I call this was another one of those ones I totally spaced from Telluride that what I did enjoy. But my next one, but I think that also says something to it. Yeah. You know, if it didn't stick in your mind well enough to mention, then that's true. That's a good point. Because I do have other movies from Telluride on here. It's just that that those two were like. They were good when I watched them, and then, you know, I didn't feel Moved vehemently on. angry about them. Like, one movie I'm adding to my bad list right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your next one? All right, my next one is What Lies Below. So, this was kind of a movie that came out towards the end of the year, and the reason I was interested mm-hmm. in it is because it looked kind of like a... I don't know. It looked like a really interesting movie about, like, aliens or merfolk or something like that. And I thought it was... Um, okay, so I think that I'm in a minority and going to be people who enjoyed it because it wasn't there wasn't enough in it for most people. But I thought the story was was like interesting, right huh? They said right here. Oh. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't like it. You, you watched it. No, I just I, I did like it, but I I wanted more. Yeah, and. I feel like that's what keeps it out of the top ten. Like if they could have, if they would have gone like three or four iotas, whatever an iota is, further with like the whole like reveal and the story and stuff, and shown some of the like because they they give you these little pieces of like what the alien is, but then they never fully commit to it, right? And I really wanted to see what happened. So like I don't know, I it just it was it was like so close to being there, and it was so interesting to see another like alien movie like that and. Spoilers, I guess it's an alien movie, not a mermaid movie, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting. It was it was creepy in a lot of ways that I feel like uh, make people uncomfortable, like uh, like pedophilia. There was like a little bit of pedophilia stuff in there too that kind of makes people uncomfortable, you know? Not in like yeah. a very obtuse, like obtuse way, but in very subtle ways where you're like, what is happening here? Like, I feel uncomfortable right now watching this interaction that's happening between these people. So, I don't know. I think that was maybe more subtle than I gave credit for in the first place. So, It has it has a nice buffer because of the science, science fiction element to it. It's like, this thing isn't human. So, it's probably not... It's not analyzing the situation in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know? why you're and not so creeped kinda, out it, it, too much by it. But you're like, this is still a very attractive guy who's very clearly like trying to do something with this young, young adult. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What was your third? Um, I think this one was in your top ten. Uh, uh, this one was a close cut for me. Reunion um, is Actually, on no, my honorable mentions here. That one I t- is another oh, one I kind of forgot okay. about, too. Oh, man. Um, I, that one, I, I feel like I enjoyed it even more after, um, you know, talking to you about your reaction to it and... Um, I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to talk about it without ruining it. Um, yeah, I don't think we should, because like... I, I think that movie's adventure is, or story is part of the reason it's so enjoyable, and suffice to say, I'm sad I didn't put it on my almost list. It's very different storytelling, and I love it when you can when people can take um, 
traditional uh, horror genres, like in this case, like Haunted House, and put twists on it. Mm-hmm. And people have been doing a really good job of that in that particular area of Haunted Houses lately. And this is another good example of making finding a way to take it into a good direction and a different direction, make yep. it unique, and people want to talk about it. So, yeah, it's a good one. You're not going to agree with my next one, but my next one was Host. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just kind of up there with being like a... I'll be air quoting this because I don't want to be so dramatic, but a modern marvel of film shooting because I thought it was very clever for everyone mm-hmm. to have done that during quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was... I thought for what they had at their disposal, I thought it was great. Like, the movie is pretty coherent. There's creepy shit that happens in it. Um, I like that it was found footage-esque, but it wasn't shaky cam, which is always a good departure, in my opinion, right? Whenever, Especially mm-hmm. if you're not really putting a lot of money into making whatever shaky cam footage is, like, on the, on the movie good. Like, by putting a monster in it or CG or something like that, right? And... I, I think it was interesting to explore the space of having a seance digitally and what the repercussions could be of something like that, you know? Yeah, it's it's not on my honorable mentions, but um, I totally respect it. I, I think that one of the big... Uh, when I did... Um, I don't remember how many things I did, but for Thanksgiving I put things that I'm thankful for as a horror fan. And one of the things I put was host, because horror is like one of the only genres that can... Be, can be stuck in quarantine and be like, no, we can still make a movie. Like, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Like, we're adaptable. We'll we'll find a way to, to do it. And, and, like, and they could have, you know, anybody could have taken the actual quarantine angle of, like, being, you know, like, what's that stupid movie that we have no interest in seeing? Songbird or whatever? Like, oh, yeah. they, they could have done that. And they could have exploited something that's actually been an awful thing. But instead, they were like, no, let's, let's, I mean, we can use it as the environment, but we're not going to talk about it. That's not going to be the point. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this like cool seance thing. Yeah, no, I really appreciated and respected that movie for what it did. Yeah. I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was very clever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, uh, my next one, did, did this one make your top 10? See, I'm trying to remember your top 10. Did, okay. Scare me is on my honorable mentions. Scare me is on my honorable um, mentions too. It's the, actually the next one. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, I just, uh, reviewed it um, on our site. If you guys want to go check it out, didn't I write a um, review for but it? But basic, uh, I'm not sure if you did. Ouch! I don't think I saw it. Ouch! Ooh. Ouch! Well, I guess the um, podcast I... is over, folks. <laughs> um, if like okay, basically the point that I got to was that I was very reluctant to review it because when it comes down to it, I just didn't like it. And I feel like it. it's just, it's like that that person. Why is it on your almost list then if you didn't like it? Because if, it, I mean, like, if you read my review, it's like nothing but compliments about it. Like, I appreciate it for so many different reasons. It's such a unique film. Um, it's not, I mean, it's, it's entertaining for certain reasons. Uh, the acting is great. The writing is great. What it's trying to achieve, it more than succeeds. It just felt like a Broadway play and I don't like Broadway plays slash musicals. It's not my thing. And it just felt like that. And so my brain was immediately turned off by it. Like it was almost like a natural reaction to it. Like I couldn't help, but just be like, I don't, 
enjoy this. Mm-hmm. This isn't my thing. I thought but, it was like, a cool. It take is a on movie like, that I will recommend to so many people. Yeah, I thought it was like a cool take on anthology horror, but without actually having to do anthology horror. You know, it was kind of interesting to yeah. see like the little things they come up with and the stories they did, and I, I, it was kind of. Uh, campfire you know, like campfire stories. And I thought that was really refreshing after watching three anthology movies at Telluride and having only, like, like, maybe it wasn't three. Two anthology movies at Telluride and the Mortuary Collection. And, like, they escalated in the order of, like, Thousand Candles game, Dark Stories, which is my next one, and uh, Mortuary Collection. And then Scare Me came out of nowhere and was like, yo, I'm here too, what's up? Like, this is another kind of way to do this anthology thing, so, you know, you don't have to just be stuck in this creative rut of having an interconnecting story with, like, a bunch of shorts that may or may not actually be connected, unlike Mortuary Collection, which very clearly was connected, which was probably the best part of it. So, like, it slipped in there, you know, and I was under the radar, and I didn't know it was coming out, and I was very impressed by it. Yeah, it's probably my top movie that of, like, not liking it, but recommending it. Mm-hmm. To other people. Like, it's the first movie that I would think of where I'm like, I didn't like this, but you probably will. Yeah. Not because you're a weird person, but because I'm weird and I did, couldn't appreciate it for what it was. So, it's, yeah, it's a good one. The next one I have is called Dark, it's the Dark Stories movie from, uh, that I just said, from Telluride. I thought it was cool, but it doesn't stack up to the other anthology stuff that we had come out this year. And I honestly uh, wish it was still a TV show and it was running and I could watch it because there's a lot of really cool stuff that they did. And I really like the direction they took a lot of the stories, but I have to choose an anthology film. I'm choosing Mortuary Collection. Like, I'm sorry, Dark Stories. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Thousand yep, Candles yeah, could it... go get wrecked. That, that was not good. It wasn't bad, but like, <laughs> I feel like I could have just watched five shorts instead of watching some stupid story in the middle of it, you know? Yeah, the story in the middle was not good. Yeah. It was really hard to get through that part. And yeah, the yeah Dark Stories was great. Um, but it was just like same thing as you like Mortuary Collection it just missed the cut because of that one because that one was just so well done but Dark Stories um, definitely had some really interesting ones like the whole painting thing was really cool mm-hmm. the guy who resurrected himself and came back to finish the job I thought that was a great story oh yeah um, oh I was saying that um, I actually mentioned that in my in my uh, top 10 list that I posted when I mentioned Mortuary Collection on there I said but the best segment of any anthology all year was that zombie one. Yeah. I think that was the best one. But it just wasn't... It's just that I think that one was, like, head and shoulders better than any of, any of the other ones in Dark Stories. The painting one's awesome, too. But, like, I feel like it's that zombie one and then everything from Mortuary Collection and then a couple from Dark Stories. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the way I felt. So I was like, I enjoyed Mortuary Collection as a whole better. Yeah. But... All right. Uh, what's your What's your next one? Well, let's see. I've got um, I've got spell on mine. Um, yeah. I did that made your top ten, right? Yeah, it definitely did. Yes, that one that one was really good. Um, I was really impressed by it. I um, I'm really just I, I don't have a whole lot to say about why it didn't make it. It just didn't make the cut. Hard cuts, like man. I don't have there I don't, there's nothing specific. Year, that's for sure. Like the, yeah. the next one I have, I I can't tell you why I cut it. I just I couldn't make space for it, you know, like, so, I feel you. But, yeah, like, yeah, Spell just, like, I mean, it, it had a couple of scenes where it, like, makes you squirm in your seat. You're like, I, this is, 
really well done. Yeah. <laughs> as far as horror goes, this is really good. And I feel like it was one of the best movies I've ever seen tackling, like, I, I know it wasn't directly voodoo, voodoo. I guess, but it's it, very voodoo-esque. Yeah, voodoo. It, yeah, it felt very voodoo if it wasn't voodoo. But they never really call it that. But, it, I mean, that's basically what it feels like. And it's, um, because what do they call it, boogies? Yeah. Or something? The, the, yeah. The little dolls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, yeah, but that movie was it was very good. I I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, so, what was your next one? All right, my final one is Becky. Uh, I thought Becky was a really mm. cool movie. Um, it had a decent amount of good violence in it. It had a pretty awesome antagonist. Uh, Kevin James's role was crazy. I did not expect to see Kevin James as a white supremacist and feel the way I felt watching it. Um, I just thought it was really unique, too. Um, and I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. It's just that I had to make a cut, and unfortunately, it, it, it got mentioned in the honorable mentions, but it was in the top ten. Yeah, uh, Becky was... Uh, yeah, I really liked that one. Uh, that was a good movie. It was really entertaining, um, and it's always fun to see uh, these, like, uh, historically comedic actors, like, take on these serious, scary, scary roles... And Kevin James did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's your last one or close to last one? Um, uh, this is my last one uh, as well. Uh, Spiral. Um, this was a Shutter original, I believe. I didn't even uh, see that, that came one. Out. I, I don't even remember that one. Um, it it was it was interesting because it tackled. Uh, I, I think it, it tackled like an an area of our world, like um, or like a. a a cultural commentary um, that we haven't really touched on a lot. I mean, it's never touched on. I've I've rarely seen it touched on like in a full capacity for like a full film. But it's about a um, homosexual couple that moves to this um, to this town, and they have like a cult that they run, and so they're like almost you know treating them like they're gonna be sacrificing them. So like it was the but then like you know one of the one of the um, significant others he's like trying to figure it out like why like what these people are about and like why they're like all culty and like treating them weird and so it was just a really interesting story and i love it when horror uses uh the vehicle like uses horror as a vehicle to like tell a story and to use it as social commentary and um build substance around it and so it was really interesting uh i feel like it was a really interesting take on that of just like how there's like you know a, a subtle like subtle prejudice and subtle hate, um, but it, it doesn't come out in a, in a strong way all the time. It's always sometimes it's behind the scenes, and um, yeah. th- th- that's the way it made me feel with the cult. So I just really appreciated the voice that it had. Now let's let's do maybe like an honorable honorable mention because I feel like Psycho Gorman is probably an almost for me, <laughs> and we both got to see it. Is is Psycho Gorman an almost for you, or was it just too out there to be something that you would you would be in your would be in your almost list? Oh shoot, um, I don't know. I was really entertained by it. It was a lot of fun. It is so stupid, but it was it's really fun. Very I mean, it's stupid on purpose. It's very unique. Like yeah. I did not expect to see something like that when I went into it. You know, I was expecting like the the main guy you see there, right? But not all the other stuff. Like, and I yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in my almost. It, it was a, it was something I think that like had it been released on time, maybe could have pushed itself up there in its uniqueness. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And uh, a lot of times I'll, if it's close in price from rent to buy, I'll gamble and buy. In this case, I did. And I'm glad I did because I think it's going to be a goofy popcorn movie to like show people sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so should we dig into our, our bads or should we wait till next time? You want to try to get our bads out? Oh, that? boy. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So maybe a little longer. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through and list. Do you want to do these like we yeah, we'll do it like you just said? It. My first bad is She Dies Tomorrow. Movie had no coherent plot and was just disappointing at every single turn. Uh, you had no actual point at which you understood what was happening in the movie and it just didn't make any sense and I understand it's trying to deal with the idea that you knew when you're going to die but it did it in such a stupid way that it undermined itself yeah and um, I, I actually didn't see that one good, but don't. that's unfortunate because he never died was really good <laughs> well, she, di- she dies tomorrow is diff- is not the same oh whoa, whoa, whoa. I was thinking of she never died sorry yeah, he yeah, never no, died no, she never died right. sorry she she dies tomorrow. I know which one you're talking about now. I'm sorry about that. That's my fault. Um, that sucks because it was it's it seemed like such a unique plot because yeah. that's the one where she thinks she's gonna die and then she like spreads it like a disease. Yeah, and you think that that yeah. would be a cool premise, but it absolutely is not. <laughs> that's that's too bad. All right, what's your first one? Uh, the Dark and the Wicked. Um, this was a movie directed by the same guy, um, that did The Strangers, I believe. So it had to um, be bad. Well, I was I really liked The Strangers, <laughs> and I was excited for this movie, and I heard lots of good things. Then I, I watched it. And I was like, this is so bland and slow, and it just feels like he's this guy is trying to rip off Ari Aster and Robert Eggers and make his own little special, thoughtful, thought provoking little slow burner, and it just did not work for me at all. And I was really disappointed, and I wish that it had been more. Uh, there's a good example of gambling and uh, it not working out. Because hmm. I definitely paid for that one and I don't want to show it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I didn't watch it because you said that. You had said you didn't like it, so I'm glad. Alright, my next one is The Beach House. Uh, this movie Aww. was terrible. <laughs> uh, it, d- d- it didn't... Uh, one scene in it was good and it wasn't even that good. Everything else in it was just kind of boring and drawn out and it was very much like uh what's that movie that we watched that said it was the next thing with the jellyfish in the in the arctic or like the oh sea fever sea fever it was like that movie but even more disappointing because no, almost nothing happened to beach house like besides some fog and then a slug creature thing and it was just terrible like i I see it all the time, and I kind of get a little bit angry, and I'm like, ah, don't make people see this movie. Like, don't like, take it off of Shutter already or whatever. All right, sorry. I didn't like The Beach House. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. It, was, it wasn't yeah, even, like, a like, good Lovecraft movie. It didn't didn't do anything. It had, like, two good scenes in it. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just not an... It, and they weren't good enough to carry Why it. Why did you say, so. aw? But it just makes me sad that it wasn't more. Oh, well, uh, it just, yeah. I mean, a lot of these movies are going to make you sad, I think. Um, my next one is The Pale Door. <laughs> uh, that movie was terrible, and I loved how cheesy it was. It was so terrible. I had such a hard time getting through that movie. I don't know why you would I try. Lost. Like, I would have just stopped if I were you. 
it was it, that one was so hard to watch for me I, and it, it like and for some reason and like i didn't go back and watch the trailer after i watched it but i just remember the trailer making it look like it was going to be way more fun than it was yeah it, it, the trailer and was like the best parts quality. of the movie put into a trailer and the, all the interconnecting parts were super dumb and cheesy and that was terrible that movie the acting we, was i garbage. watched with a bunch of people so it was a lot more fun for me because we were just making fun of it the whole time which means that I can't put on my bad list because I enjoyed my experience. Like, like, you know, and I gotta say that sucks because I can't be objective about it, but it was a great movie to make fun of and it was fun to make fun of it and it was actually on my almost list for a little bit because I thought it was so entertaining to just kind of mock, but I understood that that does not make a movie good, so I took it off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next one, um, we're not going to talk about this because we talked about it 50,000 times, is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Movie sucks. You should never watch it. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, my next one is The the Grudge. Uh, pretty sure that's what I kicked off the year with, 2020 with. And <laughs> I was like, if this is what horror is going to be in 2020, I'm going to quit now. There's no and way. thankfully it one got better like the next weekend. An entire year, though. No. No, because I'm pretty sure it got better. Like it got better like the next weekend with underwater. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and I was like, oh okay. We're I good. didn't think the grudge so. was that bad. I thought it was just as dumb as all the other grudge movies. But yeah, I feel you. I can understand why you hated it because yeah. you like good things. <laughs> yeah, the next movie I have is I think probably on your list somewhere. I and I, I downgraded this movie after I, I watched it. The, I watched it once and I enjoyed it, but I I this is one that I watched by myself and enjoyed, so I didn't get the whole like group mentality of enjoying it. Babysitter Killer Queen was a terrible sequel. Like, uh, I hmm. I wish that they would have not made it the way they did and made it just so over the top. It worked sometimes. It worked with Crank too. It worked with Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. It did not work <laughs> with Babysitter. Yeah, they should have stuck with how how they had it before. It's not on mine, um, but I do see where you're coming from for sure. I, I think it was an after-the-fact realization that, like, every single person I talked to about this movie said it was bad, and I took some time to think about it, and I was like, it was really bad. Like, and it was it sucks because it's, it's the Babysitter's such a good movie. It's like a really good movie, but the Babysitter Killer Queen yeah. is like an absolutely terrible movie. Like, it's true. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, my next one, I'm not even sure it qualifies as horror. It, it for some reason. It pops up in the horror genre regularly, and I don't know why. But it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And let me save you the time. I'm pretty sure it's two hours. Don't. Don't put yourself through that, especially if you're a horror fan and you think it's going to be some kind of horror. Let, let me let me ruin this movie for you just so you won't go see Spoilers. it. I'm going to save you. It's... So the first... I'm pretty sure it's 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes of the movie is... A couple driving in a car. Oh, I remember this. Please, to please don't go, go this see whole thing again. to go to go. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the to to the boyfriend's house, parents' house, and it like it'll occasionally it would like go into a monologue in the lady's head, and then it would go to their awkward conversations in the car for like 20 minutes, and then they get to the house, and it's the best part of the movie they, when they first show up at the house because the parents are creepy. And everything is really weird in the house. There's it keeps shooting, like showing you the shot of a border collie that's just like constantly shaking its head, like it's got something in its ear. And you're like, holy crap, this is like, um, you know, House on Haunted Hill from like 1997 with, uh, you know, Tay Diggs, I think, was in it. And <laughs> it was just like, but then, like after that, it just goes 
spiraling down into like nonsense nonsensical terrible story that that ends with like a little silent dance off in a high school and i i hated it oh i hated it so much i wasted so much of my life with that movie don't watch it <laughs> i think if he's going to talk about it anymore he's going to get triggered so i'm going to move on to my next movie um <laughs> i made the mistake of purchasing the baba yaga movie that's all i'll say it was not good and there's so many things you can do with Baba Yaga that are cool and this movie fails to do any of them so sorry Russia you failed on that one <laughs> see now we're getting to the point where there's not even it's not even worth talking about why I don't, it was bad yeah, I don't well the next sucked. the next the next two I'll talk about a little bit but go ahead and with your next one I just it's like this this movie's so you took something that was so iconic in horror that's in Hellboy. It's been in other references to horror all the time. People uh, get excited when they see the like chicken legs on a house and then just is like, oh, you know what we could do? We could make our own Baba Yaga movie and just call it Baba Yaga. And you're like, no, there's like you don't need to do that. It's already got creepy shit in it. Don't do your own fucking thing. Pardon my French. <laughs> um twelve hour shift. Is the next one on mine. Not, not really horror. <laughs> not really horror. And the, just nothing happens. I just really had a hard time getting through that one. There were some funny parts in it, but you're right. Like, it's it's a story about freaking morons. Yeah. And it just drags. I feel like that entire movie drags. I, I, thought I, but, I said I liked it when we watched it because it was like watching um, like all your reality TV shows if they were taken to the extent of people getting killed. And, like, that was fun to watch once. But, like, you really have to have a high sense of schadenfreude to enjoy that, enjoy that movie. Because, like, there's nothing good that happens in that movie to anybody. Like. Yeah. Someone survives the night at a hospital. That's the positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, my next one is right, what's... Beast Mode. Um, this movie had such uh... a cool premise, but it was just littered with just bad acting and terrible script and when I see it's a terrible script and I understand I see bad acting like it's a it means it's a problem and it was just (laughs) kind of like topical LA humor bullcrap and I hate when people complain about the movie making industry because it's like nobody needs you to do that like if you're not really passionate about it and you're in it like go find a fucking other job like go work at a restaurant or something I don't see you just complain about your terrible <laughs> life when you're. We you could do anything else. Like nobody needs like a bajillion small time movie producers. It, it always frustrated me. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But Beast Mode is not that good. And then the practical effects were weak, right? What? On top of it, and the practical effects were weak on top of it, right? Well, it was pretty cool practical effects, but I thought that was probably the best part of it. it it's not like. I would imagine, but I would, I would, but the bar is low. Yeah, it's, but it's not bad. There's, there's some pretty cool practical effects. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's like a third of the Psycho Gorman practical effects because they do a lot of violent stuff and things like that. But it's not like the best. But it still comes off a certain okay. way. You know, it's kind of endearing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Fair enough. All right. This is my last one. Um, the turning. Uh, stop, stop! Let the turning of the screw die. That story was scary in like 1672 or whenever it was written. It wasn't really that scary ever. It's just complete, it's kind of stupid, boring garbage. Now 
It's a stupid story. Quit making movies about it. The movie sucked. It was terrible. Even when it broke away from the the original story, that part was nonsensical and, and more stupid. So I I hated that movie. I, I think that <sighs> the like that sucks because that movie came out right before the second season of The Haunting of Bly Manor, and for some reason The Haunting of Bly Manor needed to do the, the turning of the screw too, and it's like oh it ruined God, it for me. Like, it, I I didn't like the second season it of it. The Haunting of Bly Manor. I'm not gonna lie, like the, they either. really messed I it up. I didn't either. Like. I thought it was boring, and I thought it, it was kind of an interesting little mystery, but it didn't. It wasn't horror at all. The stuff wasn't as creepy it wasn't as the horror. first season. Yeah, uh, yeah, they just totally failed on there. I'm actually, yeah, yep. it doesn't. It's not that bad. It's not that. It's not so bad. It needs to be on the bad list. But yeah, stop I doing think the, the production value was at least good. <laughs> stop it. I didn't know what that movie was before this year, and now I never want to hear it again. <laughs> All right, final final bad movie that I have is Anonymous Animals. It's fucking dumb. It's terrible. Don't let PETA make <laughs> movies. Uh, that's fair. I love how passionate that's I get fair. about these bad movies. Like, I don't get a chance to like get angry at movies a lot. I guess maybe I do. <laughs> I just like getting angry at shitty movies. <laughs> no, sometimes it, it just it's it's cathartic. It's it makes yeah. you feel better. It just makes you feel better to just get it off your chest. And, like, it also, seeing really crappy movies makes you appreciate the good, ones, good movies yeah. even more. All right, we're way over time, <laughs> but I do want to take a second and just talk about two movies that we did not get to see that probably would have made our top tens, or at least almost, that uh, due to COVID and weird movie release schedules, we didn't get to see the Super Deep or Synchronic. They're out now, and they might make this next year's list, depending on when we watch them. Oh, they're both out? I thought you said they were last time. Oh, Synchronic is. Oh, Synchronic's out and Psycho Gorman's out. That's what I was saying. But Super Deep's not out yet. But uh, yeah, so we might do some stuff about those movies this year, depending. But The Inaccessible is a new category that I added because it's COVID times and movies are hard to see. So, Also, Alamo's doing an expert, amazing movie viewing experiments. If you go, if you like the Alamo and you like seeing movies, go support your local Alamo. And go see the movies. They're very safe. They clean everything. It's a, an amazing experience. And it's the first thing I've done outside of quarantine that I wasn't afraid of. Yeah. That's where I saw Psycho Corner. Yeah. I'll, yes, please support them. And in regards to Synchronic, um, I was able to see it. If you're a fan of Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead's movies, then you will enjoy Synchronic. That I doesn't believe. sound like a like oh. very glowing recommendation, though. What if you're not? Would you not like it? Um, it's probably the easiest gateway film into their stuff. I feel like for the general <laughs> population. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> but, I'll go see uh, it. I think if you're going for weird sci-fi time travel movies, it's Light Years Better Than Tenet. <laughs> yeah, but that's like not. That's not the bar. Is the the low. bar is low. <laughs> the bar is low. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, like, comment, subscribe, and let us know what you think. Uh, and let us know what you hated last year and what almost made your top tens list if you have them. <laughs> Let's hear it.